Thank you for joining us for this chapel message from the campus of Columbia International University in Columbia, South Carolina. Our mission at CIU is to educate people from a biblical worldview to impact the nations with the message of Christ. Blessings. Bendiciones. Those even soy. I am delighted to have the opportunity to share the word of God today. And I don't know how many of you are thankful. I just feel a sense of joy and freedom in this place this morning. And God, we have been singing and worshiping. We have been exalting our Lord. And today, my focus in the next two hours, this is, uh, I have been told that this is Hispanic Heritage Month or something, right? So they say you have two hours. Uh, of course, you guys will be leaving in 20 minutes, so I will be staying here with some of you. But I want to tell the next person that is close to you, here I am. I want to share my story. Tell the person that is next to you, here I am. Here I am. I want to share my story. And please remember that you say that, right? Here I am. Here am I. I want to share my story. We are living in difficult times. We are living in challenging times. And I am sure if I ask how many of you have been experiencing challenges and difficulties in the next, in the last two years, I, I believe that all of us will raise our hands. I have experienced a lot of challenges and difficulties in the last years. Some of us are just recovering from all the things that are going on in the world today. But we have an amazing hope in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And here, part of our values at CIU is the proclamation and demonstration of the gospel, war evangelization. And I am sure if we do a quiz uh, and asking you what are the five values, you all of you, all of you will get 100 points, right? So if you don't remember the five values of this place, I recommend you to check it out. Because they are not just written statements, but they are living out on campus and in this amazing university. And we are rejoicing with the celebration of the 100 years that are coming. God has been faithful. Are you grateful for the, for the ministry of CIU? Yeah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes. We are grateful for the legacy of this place. And when we talk about sharing the gospel, I want to share with you briefly today, I'm going to do my best to keep it below the two hours that I have been assigned. There is something that all of us, we have in the Lord. Each one of us have experienced Christ in different ways, in different contexts, in different places. 
We have a representation of different denominations here on campus. And something that we used to enjoy in the past, I remember when we set up at times to share our testimonies. Some of you remember that. And there were times where we, we just opened in, in, in the local churches at time, after worship and before preaching or sharing the message, we opened the room for people to share their testimonies, what the Lord has done in their lives. So I am here today to refresh our minds and to encourage you, because that's my whole goal today, to encourage you and to give you some input in terms of a powerful tool that we can use to share the good news of the gospel. The gospel is full of good news, and how many of you like to hear good news? Boy, I am ready. I, 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 I watch the news, I listen to the news in order to know how to pray for the world, how to pray for my country. But it can be overwhelmed, right? So many times I feel overwhelmed by the news, all the things that are going on. But we are messengers. We are called to be instruments and messengers of the good news of the gospel. Are you grateful for the good news that you have been able to hear and receive? I am grateful this morning for the people that God has used. I grew up in Colombia, in Latin America. And I am grateful for the people that God used, especially with my parents, to share the gospel. And I believe that I am here today because a couple in Cali, Colombia, was obedient to share the gospel with my family. Be grateful with the people that God has used in your life. And maybe some of you are thinking, well, my story is not that powerful. My story is boring. And I am here to tell you that you have a powerful and unique story to share. God has worked in your life in different ways. You have experienced the love, the grace, and the mercy of God. I have experienced that. And all of us, we can share that story. But I want to start with one question that is, for me, it's, it's a very important question. Why are we called to share the good news? We need to start with the why, right? We need to start with the, with the, what is our motivation? And many of you say, well, I feel sorry for the loss, or, or I feel compassion for the loss, or some of you will say, well, I want to ease my guilt. There could be a lot of answers to that question. But let me remind us today that we are called to share the word of God. And we are called to share our stories because we want to glorify God. So that others can know him and receive eternal life. And one day, while we are training here in our worship, we will be spending our eternity in heaven in worship. So worship, the glory of God, it should be our main motivation why we are called to share our story. And I'm going to ask you today, 
What is your story? And I wish I can, we can have the time to open the microphone and hear. As Dan was sharing last week, share your dream. There are people desperately, not only outside right there, but here on campus. There are people seeking for truth, for meaning, for belonging, for identity. And I am here to remind us that we have all of that, the answer to all of those things, we can find them in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. What is your story? All of us have a story to tell. And every story is unique and important and it's different. But God wants us to glorify him through our sharing of our personal stories. People are still in need of God. And remember, at, at the bottom line, at the end of the day, is not your story. It's the God's story. It's Jesus' story. It's what he has done for us on the cross. Amen? That's the story that we are talking about. What is your story? And maybe of you may think about how can I share my story? How can I prepare? How can I polish my personal story? And today I want to focus on one amazing character in the Bible, the Apostle Paul. What a story. A man who was a chief persecutor and became a global church planter. Three-fourths of the New Testament were written by him. If you follow the book of Acts and the, and, and the Pauline epistles in the New Testament, you will be amazed of how God used Paul and his team to share the gospel in different contexts. And he responded in obedience to take the gospel to the Gentiles. And in the book of Acts, we have this powerful picture. We have the representation, the representation of Acts 1.8, fully described in the book of Acts. In the first chapters, we see how God used Peter, especially among Jews. Then in chapter 8, we find Philip sharing the gospel in Samaria. Partially Jew, partially Gentiles. And then in, at the, from chapter 9 to the end, we find Paul and his team taking the gospel to the ends of the earth. Let me give you five, and if you are interested in, 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 in seriously developing and polishing your testimony, I will be glad to share. We will be glad to share the PowerPoint with you guys. So we're going to look at Acts chapter 22 as, a, some, as an example for us how we can build our personal story. And I'm going to give you five points. Number one, an opening or introduction, which is basically identifying a theme that you can use to frame your story. What did your life revolve around? Relationships, education, family, reputation, sports. In my case, my, my, my life was revolving around friends, 
soccer that actually later on became an idol in my life. God had to deal with me. I, one of my dreams was to become a professional soccer player. As you know, I didn't make it. <laughs> I, I played my last match indoor soccer with the students here last year. It was a hard decision, too. But God can use, you can identify a team in your story that you can share. And you can illustrate that, how that influenced your life. And we see this when, you look, when we look at Acts chapter 22, the first three verses. Brothers and fathers, listen now to my defense. Here is Paul after these amazing trips. You see it in the previous chapters, first missionary journey, second missionary journey, third missionary journey. After God used him powerfully, God started to prepare Paul for a lot of defenses because he will be judged. He will be in front of important people. He will be in front of the Jewish leaders to defend himself. And part of the problem was that he was taking the gospel to the Gentiles. He was accused of bringing Greeks to the temple. You can see that in the previous chapter in the context. And he started to speak to them in Aramaic. And they became very quiet. Then Paul said, I'm a Jew born in Tarsus of Cilicia, but brought up in this city. I started under important influence of a religious leader at that time, Gamaliel and was truly trained in the law. He was passionate. He was focused on following the law, even through difficult times. And then we have, this is kind of an introduction of Paul in Acts chapter 2, 22. So you can, you can, you can write a simple opening to introduce your story. And then we focus on our life before Christ. How we can share the things. And uh, remember, there is a thing that we're going to focus, showing our need for Christ. And I'm going to give you some questions that you can include. What about my, my life story before Christ? How did my life revolve around how did those things begin to let me down? I found out very soon that even though I was with friends, I was playing soccer, I was getting good grades at school, I, did, I was lacking peace. I was worried about the future. That was kind of my story before Christ. And here we found Paul in the next following verses, 4 and 5, describing his experience before Christ. I persecuted the followers of this way to their death, arresting both men and women and throwing them into prison. And he goes on to describe all the things that happened before him. The third step is to focus on how we came to Christ. And you can describe your experience. 
You can describe how that happened, why that happened, when happened, what were some final struggles that you went through before you accepted and received Christ as your personal Savior. Why did you finally decide to accept Christ when you decided to give him the control of your life? And we found this example in verses 6 to 13. I am not going to read all of them, but you can see there. You can follow from verses 6 to 13 how Paul described his experience. And there are three powerful chapters in the book of Acts where you're going to find uh, the story of his conversion, his coming to Christ. Acts chapter 9, Acts chapter 22, and Acts 26, when he's defending himself before the king Agrippa. So you're going to find different details of Paul's coming to Christ in those three chapters. I highly recommend you to, um, to read those. But two questions in that interaction. It was interesting that he became physically blinded. And it was a representation of his spiritual condition. Paul was passionate, but he was, before Christ, Paul is a great example of what religion can do in us without Christ. He was zealous, he was passionate, he thought that he was doing the right thing, right? But then he, ha he had an encounter, a personal encounter with Jesus. And two questions Paul asked. You remember the questions? Who are you, Lord? And Jesus replied, I am Jesus of Nazareth. And the second question was, what shall I do, Lord? I love those questions. It was like, first, who you are? Who are you? Okay, I'm ready. What do I do? That's a powerful conviction from the Holy Spirit, right? He was ready to go in obedience. And he, God prepared people like Stephen. Stephen was very key. He participated in his murder. But I believe that Stephen's testimony was powerful, that Paul was shaped and impacted by his testimony. Then he used Ananias to walk with him in the process of shifting from becoming a chief persecutor to become a global church planter and a powerful, influential character in the Bible. And you know all the experience that happened then. Then he used Barnabas to encourage, to introduce him to the disciples. And then he used the local church, Antioch. And they were sent out by the local church, by the church of Antioch. Powerful example for us, how to mobilize, how to send people for global missions. So that was the life when, G, uh, when Paul experienced Christ. And then point number four is his life after coming to Christ. Here you can focus on the difference. When I experienced God, when I started uh, to attend a youth group, and I started to read the Gospel of John, and God used people, uh, different people in my life to talk about Jesus, and I decided to give my life to him, 
I started to read the scriptures, and, and that's the power of the scriptures, because it brings conviction through the Holy Spirit to our lives. And I'm telling you, that lack of peace that I experienced before is starting to be filled by a sense of peace and rest. I never, never experienced that in my life. Not even scoring the most powerful, wonderful goal. Have you seen those goals that some rarely you, you can score from the corner? In Spanish, we call it Olympicos. Un gol olímpico. Even, I, I think that I, I scored one or two of those in my soccer life. I was with friends. I was partying. Nothing of that filled my heart. It was an emptiness. It was a void. But I encountered Jesus. And I started to experience, and he started to fill my void and my soul with his peace. What is your story? What the Lord has done in your life? How Jesus has worked out in your life? And only that, what is he doing today? There are powerful stories that you can tell, that you can share to others around you. And Paul, in verses 14 and 18, he described his life after Christ. He was transformed. He was willing to die and to suffer for the gospel. His life was transformed. We have been transformed and we are, we are in a process, all of us. We are in daily constant discipleship, all of us. Until we go to the Father, our Jesus comes back because he's coming. Jesus is coming. We don't know the time. But I don't know about you. I want to be a vessel. I want to be an instrument. God, use me. The time that I have here in, the, in this earth, I want him to use me in different ways. And boys, girls, generation, X, Y, C, all of us, baby boomers, silent generations, if somebody here, the gospel is for every generation. And I am praying that God will raise up an army of generation Y and C who are empowered by the Holy Spirit to infiltrate the social media, to go and share the gospel in creative ways. Wow, am I the only one? And I believe that some of those who are going to do that are right here, right now. I want to encourage you with all my heart this morning, do not be silent. And maybe some of you are thinking, you have no idea what I'm going through. 
I'm fighting with different challenges. I'm fighting with a lot of issues right now. I don't feel adequate. I don't feel like I have a powerful testimony to share. Let me tell you something. God is an expert to use weak vessels. He is an expert. And you have one in front of you. It's throughout the difficulties. It's throughout the challenges that we are refined. But even throughout the pain and the suffering, you still have a story to share. Right now, you, you, you maybe cannot see it or experience it because you are going through the middle of the fire right now. But I promise you, one day you will be looking back and you're gonna say, God, you have been with me always. And you can experience in the middle of the pain, the suffering, whatever is going on in your life right now, God is with you. Jesus is walking with you. And guess what? He wants to use you. He wants to use your story. God doesn't waste anything in the kingdom. God doesn't waste all the difficulties and all the challenges in our lives. I'm finding that more and more these days. Ask the people that God is using amazingly today in counseling, in, 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 in helping others with mental issues, with depression, with anxiety. There is a story. There is a powerful story beyond that. Are you willing? Can you say today, Lord, here I am. I'm willing to tell my story. I'm willing, tell your neighbor, Lord, here am I. I want to share my story. Share with somebody. Tell that person, I'm willing. And at the end, I'm willing to share my story. Some of you are not sure yet. Not right now, okay? Some of you are ready right now, which I love it. I wish we could have, that could be part of our celebration, Dr. Lamford. Times of testimonies where we hear, listen to each other. Share your story, and I wanna close with this. I wanna give you some Practical ways to share your story. How many of you like art? Painting? Drawing? How many of you like to write poems, poetry? Okay. I want to challenge you and encourage your students, faculty, staff, all of us. Write and practice your story with a roommate. It doesn't need to be long, short. Three to five minutes. 
ask one or two of your roommates about what Jesus means to them. Just that question. Paint or draw something that reflects what Jesus has done for you lately. Write a poem or an acrostic. Share a worship song that has been meaningful in your walk. God has used worship. I don't, how many of you can testify today? Boy, in, in our broken times, in our desert times, God has used hymns and, and worship songs in my life. Amen. Amen? Yes. Powerful. Share a post something about Jesus this week. Guys, girls, use Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Snapchat, Pinterest. Let's saturate social media this weekend. Posting something about the King of Kings. Can you do that? I want to pray for you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray, Father. I pray for boldness. I pray, God, for an empowerment, a fresh empowerment from your Holy Spirit to share our stories through the power and the guidance of the Spirit, Lord. Father, do not allow us to continue to be silent. But Father, use us for your glory to proclaim and demonstrate the gospel to a world that is crying out for hope, for a world that is desperately needed for and is searching for truth, for belonging. Father, I pray for divine appointments in the upcoming days. And Father, I pray that the proclamation of the gospel, it will be just a focus of this semester in our midst. But it will be part of our daily lives, our daily testimony, our daily discipleship with others, Father. I pray, Lord, that you will use us in every field, education, psychology, counseling, sports, management, ICS, Father, we have been sent out already. We, are, we have been sent out daily, locally and globally, through the power of the Holy Spirit, to proclaim your kingdom, Lord, to announce the good news. We are tired of the bad news, but there is good news in Christ Jesus. There is transformations. There is power in the name of Jesus. So, Father, thank you. Especially, I pray for those who are stepping out in faith today and saying, Lord, here I am. Use me. And, Father, thank you for the army of new cyber evangelists that you are raising up. And not as shame of the gospel. You are faithful in every generation. And this generation will be used for your glory.
Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. hope you found this message a blessing to your life. More Columbia International University Chapel messages are available at iTunes and at podcast.ciu.edu. Learn more about CIU's undergraduate, seminary, and graduate programs at our website, ciu.edu. Columbia International University educates people from a biblical worldview to impact the nations with the message of Christ. Thank you for the opportunity to minister to you today.